Welcome to Living Water Radio. Have you ever won a ribbon or a medal or a trophy? Today we're going to talk about winning a crown and how it's already been done. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. We're now in a place where over 150,000 people in the United States have died of the coronavirus since, what, January? Remember, that's compared to 56,000 in a typical flu season, which lasts about four, five to six months. There's no end in sight for the coronavirus. Florida's setting daily records in deaths. L.A. County is setting daily records in deaths, partly because of a backlog in reporting, so that's good. Yet, there are people who still think it's all a hoax. It's been said that there are two kinds of people in the world, people who divide the world into just two kinds of people and those who don't. Dividing the world into two kinds of people is the kind of thinking that got us into this polarization mess. Some people who refuse to wear masks and social distance and keep their hands clean and away from their faces do so some of the time. Some do most of the time, and some never do so. So there are at least three kinds of people in the world. Now, people are complex and sometimes just need a gentle conversation with the right motivation to change. The coronavirus disease is also known as COVID-19, or C-19 for short. It was originally called the 2019 Novel Coronavirus. It was called Novel because it's new. We're still learning how it behaves and how it will respond to particular things. There are names of the disease, but the virus that causes the disease is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, Coronavirus 2, or SARS-CoV-2. But... Do you know why it's called the coronavirus? Do you like to wear hats? I don't, but I do when I need to, and I have a collection of funny hats. One of my favorites says Old Lutheran on the front, which I find appropriate. Old Lutheran is a brand of clothing and sells fun Lutheran stuff. I think it was a reference to the Old Navy brand. If you wear a hat, you wear a crown. The part of the hat around the top is called The Crown. The Crown is also a TV series depicting Great Britain's royal family over several generations. It was nominated for four Emmys in its third season. Corona, or crown in Spanish, beer, was not selling well at the beginning of the pandemic because people thought it had something to do with the coronavirus. Now, though, I understand that sales are brisk. Have you seen a picture of the coronavirus? Did you see those things sticking out of the central ball? What are they topped with? A shape that suggests a crown. Under an electron microscope, each ball-shaped viron, that's what a single virus is called, has things sticking out of them with crowns on top. That's why this pandemic virus is called the coronavirus. It's covered in crowns. 
The Bible mentions the crown in many places. Five crowns are associated with the Christian life. The crown of life, the incorruptible crown, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, and the crown of rejoicing. I think these are not literal crowns that we earn, but metaphors for the qualities of the Christian life. You may have heard someone say after you've done some sacrificial act, well, that's another jewel in your crown. That's not in the Bible. Not that I can see. It's just another metaphor for doing something for which there is no reward in this life. Either way, what happens to those crowns, literal or metaphorical? Here's a passage from Revelation 4, starting with the sixth verse. Here's a reference key. Lion equals Mark. Ox equals Luke. Face of a human equals Matthew. Flying eagle, John, the four gospel writers. Here we go, starting at the the sixth verse. Around the throne and on each side of the throne are four living creatures, full of eyes, in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with a face like a human face, and the fourth living creature like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes, all around and inside. Day and night, without ceasing, they sing, Holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall before the one who is seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive honor and glory and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Crowns, literal or metaphorical, are being thrown at the foot of God's throne. Do you know the dentist's hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns? (laughs) Where in the Bible does that reference come from? In Revelation 19, the 11th chapter, beginning beginning at the uh, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse, we read, Then I saw heaven opened, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name inscribed that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, wearing fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sharp sword, with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name inscribed, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Does that contradict everything you know about Jesus? The military images, the militant images, the seeming use of force and coercion? I get that. But now imagine that you didn't grow up in the United States, or that you grew up in slavery, or watching the body parts stack up fighting against slavery. That's the era of the Battle Hymn of the Republic, a hymn that some now reject because of its militant and military imagery, also based on this text. 
Imagine that you grew up someplace where a militant and oppressive government had made it illegal for you to worship and to serve God as you believe God called you to do. Imagine that you had paid a price, and that your family and everyone you loved continued to pay a price, disappearing, physical torture, loss of jobs, loss of family, loss of friends and family, or loss of hope for the future in this world, in order to make you give up God and your fellow Christians. What image would mean something to you about a God of love who also loves justice? Ultimately, the only crown that matters is the crown of thorns that tells us the meaning of what happened on the cross. Jesus, the King and Suffering Servant, died for you and me and for all who repent and believe. In Matthew, the 27th chapter, beginning at the 27th verse, we see, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. The coronavirus is a most perishable crown. It will eventually go away. The imperishable crown is the one won for us by Jesus Christ, who wore a crown of thorns and suffered and died for us on the cross, that we might be given the imperishable crown of eternal life that is given the instant we open our hearts to receive the gifts of faith, the living relationship with the one true living God. Seek or celebrate that crown today. Open your heart and let the streams of living water that is the Holy Spirit form and sustain you today and for all time. Today, let's remember to pray that we may be God's instruments to do God's will in all things. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at, at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses, and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. 
Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.